Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. This is a great episode today with Coco. We disagree on a lot of topics and I know you guys love a good disagreement. But before we get into that, I just wanted to go over a few things that you had wanted me to talk about or that I wanted to discuss on this week's solo and then we'll get right into it. The first thing is a story that nobody knows. In fact, I haven't told my parents or anyone else in and no friends, nothing, because it is so mortifying. But basically, we just went on this trip to Italy and it was wonderful. However, the day came that it was time to leave for our trip. And, you know, we packed everything and Steven, my fiance said to me, like, just, you know, make sure that you have, I think you need to have your Vax card and your passport. And I was like, okay. Like, you know, he said it in passing and I was focusing on more important things like packing the things that I wanted for the trip, you know? And I finally am all packed for the trip and I am very impressed with myself because I'm like, wow, I only packed one bag and a dress bag. Like this is, you know, this is impressive stuff. And we get our shit together. We leave on time with, you know, I think we left two and a half hours early, which is you should do that, you know, before you leave for an international flight, sometimes even three hours. And we're going to Newark for our flight. We're on our way to New Jersey. We're in the tunnel coming from our apartment. And all of a sudden, and then, you know, Stephen turns to me and he's like, you have your passport, right? I'm not kidding. I didn't. Not only did I not have my passport, I didn't have my Vax card. I didn't have anything that would have allowed me to take this trip. And I was so like, I just didn't even know what to do. Like anyway, so he turns to me and and he's like, do you have your passport? And I'm like, no, I don't. And I was so mortified. Like, I don't think I've ever done something this stupid in my entire life. Except actually, I'm not going to lie to you. There was another time where I was traveling and forgot my passport. But in my defense of this other time, I was traveling to Michigan and then to Canada from Michigan. So like, I didn't initially need my passport. Anyway, forgot my passport and my fax card. And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck do I do? Like, this is horrible, you know? And like, our like family's texting us like, hope you guys have the best trip. And it was just truly bad. 
And I was like, I'm not going to have a panic attack. I'm just going to try to think logically. So I immediately... Luckily, we have a doorman at the building that we live in. So I called him and we've only been at this building for like three months. But I called him and I was like, help. Like, I did this really stupid thing and I need your help. Is there any way that you can go into our apartment and get these two things? Like I had to describe where they were, et cetera, and put them in an Uber. And like, obviously, I would pay for the Uber, whatever. It was the craziest thing. We then go to the airport and we're waiting for this Uber to arrive. Like this is this was like so Mercury retrograde. It was crazy. We're waiting for this Uber to arrive and he's like in traffic. And at this point we only have like 10 minutes until our flight check-in ends and that's it. Like we can't board the flight. So finally he gets there and it's literally when I say 4 minutes before the flight, like it's 4 minutes before the flight check-in and he gets there and my fiance runs out and meets him. And then he was on the wrong floor. So he runs down and I'm like freaking out. I don't even have my phone with me because he took it to meet the guy. I mean, it was just, it was so out of a movie. We like, we made best friends with one of the flight agents at United. And like, she was like, you know, helping us, but she was like, if you get it, you know, if it's not past this one minute, like that's it, we can't check you in. It's just like the rules. Finally, with one minute to spare, not even kidding we get the passport and like he jumps over like Steven comes back and he jumps over the security thing and he launches over to hand me the passport and the vax card and we were able to check in and it was crazy, but we made it. But just wanted to tell you that I'm a moron clearly. And thank God we made it. Um, Just some things about our trip. Like it was so incredible, but it's so funny. The culture in Italy, like I love Italians, first of all. Like they think that like the woman's the boss in relationships. And it's so funny. Like we were at dinner one night and some waiter was like, did you check with the boss? And he met me and it was just great. Like love. A lot of cigarette smoking though. And I think that's just like a European thing in general. Like we were at the gas station. We we were driving from Rome to Ravello and we had to stop and get gas. And our driver was smoking a cigarette while getting gas. Like I can't, I cannot make this up. And I was like, what? Like, are we all about to die? Like, that's not a rule there, which blew my mind. Anyway, it was such a wonderful trip. And like, there were, because of the time difference, I was able to like unplug while everyone else was asleep back home. And that was really, really nice. Cause like I had like the morning of peace and serenity and it was really great. I'm going to answer a few of your questions and then we'll get to Coco. What do I do when I like a guy, but then I get the ick when they start to like me too much? I feel like this is a maturity thing. Like I'm really positive because I used to be like that. Or maybe it's like you're just not into them. Because if you are into this person or if you are mature, like somebody liking you is not a turnoff. It's like validating because you're like, of course they like me. Like I'm amazing. And I think that like with age, we spend less time on people who don't seem sure about us and more time on people who do. So I would say like, I don't know how old this person is, but hopefully with time that will change for sure. Somebody said, is it worth it to reach out to an ex you dated for a few months? Healthy and mature relationship ended because of their insane work schedule and you keep thinking about them. Honestly, no, because 
that's not the reason it ended. Like no relationship just ends because of an insane work schedule. And like, shoot me a DM if I'm wrong, because I might be. But I've just never heard of that. And I feel like it's way, way more than that, if I had to guess. Significant other is a perfect life partner, but you still feel unsure. Is it a sign to end it? Or are some people never sure? I personally think it's a sign to end it. I really feel like, and maybe this is just a me thing, and we're going to talk about this in the next thing that I that I read. But I really think that like you're sh- like you know you know for sure, and you never doubt it when it is the one. And speaking of that, someone actually wrote me an email, and they said, "Hey Lindsay, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Logan Uri. Actually, somebody that I referenced in this episode today." Um, But there's a concept she talks about in her book and the concept is called fuck the spark. Essentially saying that if you find someone who would make a good partner, you don't need the spark. I feel like I have many friends who also think like this and this finding your person is bullshit and that you should just settle for someone who would make a good partner. A friend recently said this to me and I found it really dismissive of who I am as a person and patronizing. Also like quote unquote, your person is the person you want to make it work with and build a life with, not some magical individual where you leave your first date floating home on a cloud. I'm very much a romantic and the type of person who is highly sensitive and intuitive. And many of my friends just don't understand the way my emotions work. I still have hope that I will meet someone who makes me feel like they are my person. I want to leave the date feeling connected and comfortable. That's just who I am. It's not just with guys. When you meet friends who you just vibe with, you know they're supposed to be in your life. And I want that feeling from the person I end up with. Is that so wrong? Anyways, I want to hear your thoughts because I know you left your first date with your fiance knowing they were the one. So I will say that you deserve every single thing that you want. I don't agree with the fuck the spark. I actually think that like that just is another way of saying settling. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the person who wrote about it is settling, that like all these other people are settling. All I'm saying is that you could have a relationship where there's a spark and there's also a connection and comfortability. And that's when you know it's your person. And so often, you know, I see my friends too, like get into these relationships and like, you know, and when someone asks like, why are you with them? Why do you like them? They're like, oh, well, like, you know, I'm 31. It's like, what? That's not a reason. Or like, oh, they check a lot of boxes. Like they have a lot of, they really like me. And like, you know, they're such a good person. They come from a good family. But what about how they make you feel and how you feel and act around them? Like I could have just settled for someone who would make a good partner. I really could. And I had that opportunity to. But I said, you know what? I know that there's a better love out there. And maybe that's because I had good examples of love in my life. I don't know what it was, but I just knew that there was something better and a better connection. And I found it. And I think some people are afraid to wait for that moment to come. Like that didn't happen for me until I was 29. And it could maybe not happen for people until they're like 37 or even later than that. But it will happen. And, you know, this person who wrote this in, if your friends are thinking that they should settle for someone who would make a good partner and they don't need a spark and they don't need, you know, a romantic, amazing relationship, then let them do that. Let them do that. But don't ever lose sight of who you are and what you want. You are allowed to have 
that romantic ending. It's not going to be a fairy tale. Nothing's ever a fairy tale. But you know how you want to feel when you're with your person. And that's how I felt when I left my first date with my now fiance. And you can too. I'm telling you. It is not some bullshit that you're being fed. Like you can and will find someone that you feel all of those things about. So don't give up and don't listen to your friends who said all. All right, on to Coco. I had heard of this brand, Jenny Kane, for clothing, but I truly had no idea that they had home things. And again, like, you know, I'm still in the process of furnishing my home. Like, I'm not even close to ready for an apartment tour. And I just knew that I needed some extra oomph in the apartment. And so I checked out Jenny Kane home and I found these gorgeous pillows. They're called Sonoma pillows in gray. And they are the softest, amazing pillows. We just added them onto our couch and it just completely changed the space. Jenny Kane is the ultimate destination for creating the space of your dreams because honestly, every single piece they have is fit seamlessly into any home. Like it's designed to fit right into your home. It's really amazing. And so I love the pillows, but there's all kinds of wonderful products and really good quality. Like amazing. The Malibu coffee table and side table is like gorgeous. And if we had room for that, we would have that too. And again, the pillows and throws are great. They also have candles and slippers. Like, I mean, this just sounds like a luxurious dream to me. So whether you're refreshing your bedroom or just like doing a full remodel, you should absolutely check out Jenny Kane and you can get 15% off your order when you go to jennykane.com and use promo code ACME. Find your forever pieces at jennykane.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Use promo code ACME and you'll get 15% off your first order. Check it out. They've got amazing things. I just recently did a very vulnerable article interview with the people who run this account, The Local Optimist, which was started by like the mad happy people. And it's really all about how therapy changed my entire life. And it just like brings me so full circle to now be in a place where I'm telling you that Talkspace, which is like an amazing therapy resource is now a partner of our podcast. Like I never thought in a million years. And the only reason that I'm able to even partner with Talkspace is because of all the work that I've done in therapy myself. That's the only reason I have a podcast that anybody listens to. Like why would anyone want to listen to someone who hasn't worked on themselves in therapy, you know? And I'm just so grateful for it. If you haven't started therapy, take this as your cue. Like there's never any reason to be ashamed to start therapy. It's always a good idea. Always. And Talkspace is so good because it's all like, it all starts on your phone. We're always on our phones, you know? And there's thousands of licensed therapists that are available for you via phone. They also work around your schedule and at your convenience with a live video session and unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist. So stop texting your friend when you're drunk out and start texting your therapist when you're drunk out. No, like not actually, but 
think about the difference in quality advice that you'll be getting. If you need a little support to help you through the end of the year or want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code ACME. That's $100 off your first month when you use code ACME at Talkspace.com. So wild to me that it's already October, but... The good part about the fact that it's October is that we have an amazing show coming up. If you're in New York or close to New York and you want to come to New York, we are doing a Sunday brunch show on October 24th at Caroline's on Broadway. And trust me, you don't want to miss this. It's going to be really fun. There's going to be special guests. One of them I might be engaged to. And it's really going to be such a great Sunday, well spent. We're going to go over some of your dating profiles, like get your ticket. You can get your ticket on our Instagram in the link in bio. So do not miss it. Anyway, back to Coca. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited to be here with makeup artists and High maintenance influencer, and we'll talk about that title. Coco, hi. Hi, so good to be here. So happy to have you on. I am so excited to talk about all things dating. But before we get into that, Coco, how old are you and where are you from? I am 30 years old, originally from Croatia. I moved to the States around seven years ago. I've been living in New York for these like six and a half. And starting January, I moved to Miami. So I'm in Miami right now. Awesome. And so we're both 30. So we're like around the same age. I would say similar perspectives. Coco, you make these reels on Instagram and you have really good advice. um, And we agree on a lot of it. But there's also some stuff that we disagree with. So I feel like let's just like get right into it and and why. So the first one is dating apps. What's your stance on dating apps? I'm not really pro dating apps because I feel like they're making dating way too casual and it makes you seem like there's always another option. There's always another person. Like if this doesn't work out, the other one will. And I feel like it just made dating kind of casual and transactional. And I feel like if you're starting to talk to somebody on a dating app, it's these silly little questions like, oh, where are you from? How's your weekend? What are you doing? It's very superficial. And since I've been in Miami for like six months and with COVID, it's pretty much open here. People always ask me, so where do you meet guys? Where do you meet people? I'm like, it's, I mean, I know it's not the same in the whole world, obviously with COVID, but I'm like, you can just walk, you know, you can meet somebody anywhere in a coffee shop, in a bank, in a, anywhere. So, mm-hmm. and I was never really actively looking to date. So I wasn't like trying to find a boyfriend or trying to find like this new guy. So that's why I, was like, I just don't, I mean, obviously it makes a lot of sense for some people because you can't just hit on anybody in a bar. You don't know if they're available or not, or, you know, whatever their situation is, but I just don't like it. I tried it. Obviously I met some cool guys through it like a long, long time ago, but it's just not my not something I really recommend. Mm-hmm. But what about for the people who are a little bit more introverted or like not so good at meeting people in person and just like are more low key and, and maybe have trouble being outgoing in person and things like that? I think a good 
tip would be like if you if you have a hobby if you like going to yoga if you like going to some kind of gym like try to find people with similar interests the conversation should start like I know it's hard I'm not introverted so I can't really speak how it is to be an introverted person so I, I can like talk to anybody but I feel that with dating apps you're gonna have like 30 40 guys that you're gonna be talking to at the same time so how can you even give them enough time and value to what they're saying. Like, it's just going to be very superficial. And I have a lot of friends who are trying to fight guys with dating apps. A lot of them use fake pictures, fake info, like everything is, I don't know. I don't think really, I don't think this really answers your question, but I think just trying to find through mutual friends, like mm-hmm. organize a little get together at home, tell like I'm single, I'm trying to find a guy and they can invite their single guy friends or something right. like that in a mutual, like comfortable setting not just approach a guy on the street, you know? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I just don't agree because I feel like dating apps is such an amazing... Like they're such an amazing tool and everybody has basically access to them. And especially if you are maybe new, you just moved to, let's say, Miami or New York, you don't really have somewhere you can go out. So going out on dates can also be a tool you know, through dating apps to make new friends, like maybe through someone you go out with, or maybe someone gets friend zoned and like they become your friend or they invite you to an event and that's where you end up meeting other friends. So I feel like it doesn't have to be so black and white with dating apps. Like you can use them for other things too. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes absolute sense. I mean, my brother met his fiance on Tinder. So I mm-hmm. know there's many successful love stories. I just feel for... Me personally, I just it couldn't, as I said, I tried it a long time ago and I just felt like it's it's the same conversation over and over again. You can't really meet somebody through a dating app. Yeah. At the beginning, like you just, you, it's kind of hard to differentiate who is worthy of your time to meet up in person. That I will agree with. That's why I feel like you need to like be out there when you're talking to someone on a dating app and say something that is more like unique to you than like, hey, what's up? Because that's not going to differentiate you like in any way and make like no one excited to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of guy friends either even who tell me what what girls are talking to them about, what pictures they're posting. It's, I mean, I would personally always rather just to like hit somebody up on Instagram than on a dating app if that person is single, because I feel like it gives a little more context in what, because the dating profiles are so curated. Like there's always a picture with a dog or with your family or with some guys like those pictures with dead fishes they caught, you know, that's something that was a huge conversation on my Instagram. Like this dead fishes, it's like, how is that even attractive? Like, why do guys think that that's something women want to see? But then a lot of them were like, I want to show this girl that I am strong and capable of feeding my family like they went really deep with this combo oh god but yeah i think obviously uh, it's it's not black and white as you said but i personally don't really like it because i feel like it's made dating too casual like if if this girl doesn't want to go out with me next one will next one will next one will so they don't really put enough effort to this person that they might really like in real life That's fair. I think that there is definitely some sort of pressure that's there, whether you want to admit it or not, when you meet someone in real life, just because it's so rare nowadays that you, at least for like speaking to women, like women, 
I feel like hold those relationships to like a higher standard than the ones on dating apps. I, I can't really speak to how men do, but maybe that's because it's like, you know, so rare nowadays. And because we're all on dating apps that when you meet someone in person, you're like, oh, I really want this to work out. This needs to work out, you know? Yeah, I think people often, women especially, create this idea of like they meet a guy and they he checks like five, six boxes and they're like, oh my God, I'm going to get married to him. And they get so caught up in this, especially our age, like girls who are 30 or maybe over, or like close to 30, they feel like, you know, society created this pressure. Like you already have to have a guy, you have to get married, you have to do this, all this by the age of 30. Mm. So I think that girls are just like, if they catch somebody who they like, they're going to go full force. Right. And the pressure is on the guy and on the girl. I have to ask, when is your birthday? Because I'm into astrology. It's April 17th. Oh, I, I don't know if I asked you this before we started recording, but that's amazing. I mean, you're an Aries. You're actually of the same... Birthday? I'm a Libra. So September 28th. So we're opposite signs. Okay. You actually have the same birthday as one of my best friends, um, oh, which beautiful. is amazing. And so that leads me... Which, by the way, I love that we're opposites because again, that's like a perfect opposite take here. Another thing that I wanted to talk about that we disagreed on is coffee dates. So I actually have, there's a really wonderful woman. Her name is Logan Uri and she works with Hinge and she actually just posted coffee dates are not sexy on her Instagram. And I commented and I was like, I love all of your advice, but I actually disagree with this, not just because I'm sober, but because I feel like if you're able to connect with someone during a coffee date, then it further proves your chemistry. And then you can anticipate like that second date with the sexier, darker lighting, et cetera. So where do you stand on this? I am really against coffee dates. And actually uh, one of the videos that went viral from my TikTok was a video that I said no to coffee and walk dates. It's because I feel that a coffee date is like a job interview and the position is your new potential girlfriend. So when you meet up, it's like if you're, you're running your errands and then you have 30 minutes, so you're going to meet up with that person while you are on the way to, I don't know, your office, if you're going to the office. I just feel it's so... And I even spoke to many guys, the girls, the girls that I pretty much hang out with, and they nobody likes coffee dates. But when I spoke to some men, why they do or they do not do coffee dates, they're like well, I'm just trying to see if she's hot enough. That's what their answer is. It's like, is, is she hot enough for me to take her to dinner? Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, but men is men are very visual, obviously. So they, they do invite you for a coffee date to check you out, to see if you match their vibe and stuff. So mm. my whole theory for no coffee and walk dates is because I prefer meeting people in real life. So I like to already see if there's a connection or not. And like... I would never just go on a date just to go on a date. I would go on a date if I really know the person somehow through friends or something, if we have something in common, if we already connected in some kind of way, and then we're going to go to dinner. I'm not going to go on a date just because I'm bored that evening or something. So that's where my whole theory comes in no to coffee and walk dates, because if I'm going to get ready for two hours, if I'm going to get my nails done, my hair get my, you know, get so dolled up for this guy, for him to spend like 30 minutes with me. And again, I know there's exceptions to every rule. I know a lot of people who met their partners like that, but just for me, that's not, not what I would suggest. What if, so 
And this is just like applicable to my situation. So the first date I went on with my partner was a coffee date, like slash tea. Um, granted, like, you know, along with what you were saying, like I, I had connected with him before that. Like, it's not like that was the first time I ever met him because he was like in my orbit and I kind of like knew him. But the reason that we had that, you know, coffee date or tea date, because I don't drink coffee, was because I I literally did not have enough time in my schedule to see him otherwise. Like I was like, the only time I can see you is Saturday at 3 p.m. for coffee, right? And what do you do at Saturday at 3 p.m.? First of all, I don't drink. But if I did, it'd be kind of weird to be like, oh, meet me at a bar on Saturday at 3 p.m., right? So I was like, just meet me for coffee. It was like more of a way of fitting him into my schedule at the time. And also like to see if we vibed with each other. And I feel like that's not the worst thing in the world. At least maybe like I'm biased and I'm saying like coming from a girl, coming from a woman, it's not bad. If a guy was doing that to me because they were like, I don't want to spend, you know, 200 bucks on this girl, then I'd be like, ew, you're trash. But I think if it's a mutual, like we don't have a lot of time, let's, you know, do a coffee date or let's go on a walk. It's a beautiful day. And their positive attitudes going into it instead of like, I'm only doing this because I need to see if she's hot or I'm only doing this because I don't want to spend money or, you know, waste a night. Like if it's more because like this is what's working for my schedule or like I just want to see if there's an initial spark, then I think that's like, okay. I don't think that's so bad. I agree. I 100% I agree. But when it comes to like coffee and walk dates from a dating app, guys usually think like, oh, I don't want to be spending money on this girl. I want to see if she's worth spending money on her. Right. That's yeah. the big, like I, this video, ha- till the, this, I posted this video around April till this day on TikTok, people are still stitching and commenting and pretty much talking shit like that. I'm still high maintenance and entitled and full of myself and all these things. But it's just, I, that's just like the way I was, I'm from Europe. So in Europe, things are very different than in America. And I feel that if it was what you were saying, if, you just don't have time and you already know him somehow. So, I mean, I'm not saying no to coffee dates ever in your life. Obviously, when you have a boyfriend, when you like somebody, if you're a neighbor, mm-hmm. like, obviously go on a coffee date. But I just feel like that's some sort of a job interview testing situation when it comes to these kind of dates. Yeah. And you're not wrong. Like it did kind of feel like a job interview. But like, to be fair, we kind of were interviewing each other because dating someone is a job, not a professional job, but like a job in a way. The one thing I will say, and like, I'm sure we both agree on this is like coffee dates don't usually lead to a makeout. Like yeah, they, don't. <laughs> they don't, but we didn't kiss on our first date. And I was like, wait, that's so weird. But then I was like, it was 3 PM on a Saturday. So like, it's not that weird. Um, yeah. But it makes it really fun to kind of like anticipate that second date, which is the like romantic dinner date mm-hmm. and it helps you skip the drinks part, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can go from a coffee date to a dinner date. You don't have to do like coffee date, then drink date another time, mm-hmm. then a dinner date another time, because at least at the coffee date, you know, like, okay, I want, I want to spend, you know, two, two and a half hours with this person or whatever it is. Yeah. For me, I, I agree with what you're saying. For me, dating, if I'm going to go on a date with somebody, I'm already into them somehow. That's just how I, how I roll, let's say. So when I go on a dinner date with someone and in, in that video that, that was 
very debatable online and everywhere. People were like, I said, I want a guy to pick me up. I want him to take me to a restaurant. I want to see what he orders. I want to see how he behaves at the table, how he treats the staff, how he, Mm. because I feel like if you go on a dinner date with someone, if you're going to be dating this person for a long run, like you're going to eat your meals with them two, three, whatever times a day. So that's like a little preview for me in how they act, how they behave. Like, you know, down the line, when you're dating someone, you always have these annoying things. Some, somebody like, I don't know, chews really loudly or they either right. it just annoys you like 10, 15 years in a relationship. So I just kind of want to see how they, like how they're acting in a normal, for me, a dinner date is a normal environment. So that how they're acting there and also how they interact with people who are, you know, serving them at that situation. Mm-hmm. If they're going to be like, manners are really important for me. Like how he, does he stand up when I'm going to the restroom? I'm really old school. And like, I, I just can't change that. Nor I want to change that. But a lot, that's why a lot of people were calling me like, I'm so high maintenance, so entitled, but I just don't think that's entitled. Like when our parents were growing up, that was a normal thing. It was just like very old school mentality. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I really don't know a lot about money. Like I never learned it. There was no class about it growing up. And so now I'm in the school of Stephen, my fiance, who teaches me what I need to know. And like, let me tell you, I have learned a lot about the market. And something that like I can share with you guys is that the odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Like you need to team up with someone. And that's why we teamed up with Wealthfront. Investing is really complicated. And like, if you're a beginner or you don't have someone like basically telling you what's a good idea, Wealthfront makes it so much easier for you. They have the right tools for every portfolio. You're probably sitting here like, what the hell do I invest in first? Well, they have this portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds, which are personalized for you. And apparently, low-cost index funds are what you should be investing in. Trust me, I'm learning too. I, I really don't get it. But all I know for sure is that if you don't get it like me, you need to check out Wealthfront. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash Acme. If you make money, don't let it just sit there. Invest it and start growing your savings. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash Acme me. They'll basically turn it into like a ton of more money for you. Go to W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash Acme and start growing your savings. Wealthfront.com slash Acme and get started today. We moved into our apartment in May and we've been just sitting here next to this like storage closet, which is supposed to be an office. And I was just like, you know what? I want to make it nice. Like, let's make it nice. And so I went on article.com and I was like, what would I want if this were my office? And so I found this amazing rug that like is the perfect rug for a rolly chair to go on it. It's called a Bovi Pearl Blue Rug. I got this Nova Winter Gray Daybed and like it doesn't even explain how comfortable it is. It is so comfortable, I'm telling you. And this really cute oak side table, all on article.com. And we now have it in the office and it looks like a real office. Like Steven never goes into his office anymore because he has this amazingly beautiful office thanks to article. 
It's the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. It's a direct-to-consumer company. So they basically combine the curation of like a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. So like cutting out the middleman, essentially, you know? And I'm not the best interior designer. Like I'm not going to lie. And so I really needed the guidance that article had. Like they didn't have like a million items to choose from. They have very curated like inspired by modern design aesthetics, like mid-century, industrial, bohemian, whatever you're going for, they have it and it's not too overwhelming and it's not like too much to choose from. It's just the like selected really nice pieces. And I want you guys to be able to enjoy your space the way that I'm enjoying mine. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your purchase of $100 or more. So go to article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash Acme to get $50 off your purchase of $100 or more. You will not regret it. Their stuff is awesome. What do you think is something that is high maintenance about you other than the, you know, not like in coffee dates thing? Like what else do people say when it comes to your advice that you stand by, but others might think is high maintenance? I think a lot of people were just using that high maintenance name for me because I was number one. My video was very dramatic. It was, I mean, it was dramatic on purpose. It's, 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 it's TikTok. Like it has to be dramatic. Right. It was very dramatic. I had like full hair and makeup. I was speaking in a little bit like arrogant tone and I was suggesting something that's more expensive than a coffee date. So, and then like I replied on a few, you know, troll comments, like popping bottles of champagne, whatever. I was just making a little, you know, marketing gimmick, but they just feel like based, you know, I'm blonde. I'm always like dressed up. They just like to name call girls who like to take care of themselves. But when I say I'm high maintenance, that means like that I will, I'm, I'm not like against it. I'm, I support it. But the things people don't understand is that a high maintenance woman usually looks for a guy who is similar to her. So we share the same views. Like we want the same things. Like uh, we want, you know, I have some kind of lifestyle. So if, if I personally love to go to a five-star restaurant, my guy should also like the same things because down the line, it's, it's very hard to make it work. I feel diff- like opposites can attract, but they're very hard to maintain down the line. Because if I like some nice things. I'm not saying I need to go to a five-star restaurant every day, but like sometimes I want to go for, you know, some nice occasions, but down the line, if you don't have these core values about what you want in life, it's very hard to maintain. Yeah, I agree with that. What's something that you believe that would shock people who follow you? That's like not in line with your usual thing. I think something that would shock people is that I still like the traditional roles in the household. Like I, I like to cook for my guy. I like to just make a house a home. Obviously I believe women are equal and we have equal rights and all these things, but I still want to be the caretaker of the family. And Mm -hmm. I will always, I will always have my own money. I always have my own job. Like I've been working since I was 16. So like I have a really good work ethic. And also like I moved here alone when I was 22, my whole family is still in Croatia. Uh, but I think be- because I am like always, you know, on Instagram, TikTok, I'm always being like, pretend- I mean, not pretending, but like kind of enforcing this high maintenance 
serve me life. Like I'm, I'm trying to be like super high end, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I mean, I am all that, but at the same time, I really want to make my guy feel like very appreciated and and I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but. No, I think you are. I think, I actually don't think that that's so surprising because I think if you are someone who's traditional, who expects, you know, a man to stand up when you leave or hold the doors for you or whatever, like in return, if in that traditional mindset, like it's like you should be making a home for him to come home to, you know, like, you know, those traditions as well. Yeah. But a lot of people were commenting saying, what do you bring to the table? What do you this? What do you that? I mean, I didn't explain myself to all these trolls. And I mean, that doesn't make any sense, but I think that if you expect certain treatment that you need to give the same treatment back. So it's, I am not the type of person who's saying like women should just like sit on whatever sit somewhere and men would cater to them and like shower them with gifts and stuff like those things have to be deserved if that's what you want right but yeah I do I do obviously as I said I was gonna have more money and work and stuff but I feel like a guy should be the main provider for the family and I mean yeah I do believe in traditional roles I guess yeah I agree with that where do you stand when it comes to sleeping with a guy that you're newly seeing? Are you traditional in that mindset as well? I don't think there's any rules when it comes to sleeping with a guy because I had situations when, you know, you slept with someone on the first date, you end up dating them or you wait to wait two, three months to sleep with someone and you do it and then they ghost you right away. So I love the box theory by Tanks, how men always put you in some kind of category before they, when they meet you, when they start dating you. So it's, it's like, there's, you can sleep with a guy whenever you feel comfortable. Like don't ever sleep with somebody if you feel that he's pressuring you in some kind of way, or if he's like love bombing you for three days and you're like, oh my God, he's so in love with me. I have to, you know, I'll just go all in. Mm. Like when you feel comfortable, that's when you should sleep with a guy. Mm-hmm. What is your I- stand on that? I agree that when you feel comfortable, you should sleep with a guy. For me, that would never be the first date. So for that reason, I would never... I would recommend to never sleep with them on the first date. It's less to me about like when I'm comfortable, which is obviously really important too, but also when I feel like they know me, you know? And that maybe makes me feel comfortable. And so... I want to be able to say to my partner, like, you know, if we're going to have sex, I want you to stay over after or whatever makes me feel comfortable. Because I feel like in the past when I've just like slept with them, in my opinion, too soon, I either get over them quickly or Mm -hmm. it's just less exciting. And I feel like the buildup is so sexy and so hot. And um, yeah, yeah, I can see yeah. that too. I mean, it's there's no rules, but I just feel like a lot of women are so pressured today. Like, oh, I'll, I'll wait after the third date. I'm I'm gonna wait after this. I'm gonna wait after if he buys me flowers. I'm gonna. It's it's very hard to pinpoint when is the right time. But like, if I'm gonna be sleeping with a guy, I do want to stay over or him, whatever wherever we are. Mm-hmm. I want to you know go for breakfast. I want it's it's more like a. I already know that I want to be with that person somehow. And obviously, mm-hmm. sometimes you get burned and you think that you want to be with somebody and then they just use you, but it's part of dating, I guess. Yeah, agreed. I'm just checking out your 
reels right now. <laughs> um, how do you feel about long distance relationships? Because I see you have one of your reels is about long distance relationships and how they don't make sense. And I, I think I actually agree with you on this. Yeah, I think that unless there's a set goal and some kind of timeline when people are going to move to the same city, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I have friends who, especially with COVID, when you know they, they're with their partner, then their partner gets a job somewhere or their headquarters moves. And then after, I don't know, six months, a year, the girl moves too. So just texting and talking and FaceTiming with somebody 24-7, for me, just doesn't make sense. I want my boyfriend to be here when I want to go grocery shopping for him to help me, I don't know, install my wall, a TV on my wall, just like do day-to-day things and hug somebody <laughs> if I'm lonely. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I know sometimes, you know, after summer, before people are just like caught up in this idea, they're going to have this romance overseas and stuff, but it's very hard to make that work. Yeah, I agree. I think you know, there's always exceptions and I know exceptions personally, but for the most part, long distance, it's like out of sight, out of mind. And maybe not initially, maybe initially it's like absence makes the heart grow fonder, but then eventually it's out of sight, out of mind. And like, you have to focus on what's actually there around you. You know, you have, otherwise it, to me, it feels like I'm missing out on my life. If I'm just like, focusing on calling someone who's not there. I'm also really bad with phone calls. So maybe that's a personal thing. But um, last thing that I wanted to talk about with you is your real... It says opposites may attract, but then they attack. Why do you think that? Yeah, it might be very fun and exciting to date somebody who's totally different than you. And you know he's bringing you to all these things that you've never been to. Maybe he's a rock star. Maybe he's really into art and you're not into art. Maybe he's an athlete and just down the line, you are who you are and you like things that you like. It's it's nice to have somebody op- like open you up to a different perspective and to different things in life. But if you don't share the same interest, like some core interest, obviously you don't have to like all the same things. But if your partner, let's say, loves rock and roll and you love pop music, you, it's very hard to find a concert to go together. It's just like down the line, it's going to be a lot of fights when it comes to day-to-day things, or, I mean, it, let's say if you're, you're vegan, your, your boyfriend is a super steak, you know, like loves his meat. Right. How are, how are you going to take him to, you know, a vegan restaurant? He's going to just talk shit all over the menu. Like you're not going to be able to enjoy that meal. And food for me is super important. I like, I want to go, I, I really like to enjoy food with my partner. So it's just kind of hard if you're like for a short-term relationship, yeah, it's fun. You can just learn a lot about yourself as a person, but it's just hard to live with somebody like that. Yeah. I agree. Actually. I think, I think that there should be some things that are different because if you were the same person as your partner, then that would get boring really quickly. But the important things should be the same, like your values. I actually agree with you on music taste. I think it should be similar. I mean, you're in the car a lot together. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you should understand each other's backgrounds. It doesn't have to be the same by any means, but understanding where each other comes from and where 
And I don't mean comes from as in like a physical place. Yeah. I mean like how they were raised versus how you were raised. Like understanding why, oh, they do that because they were raised by a strict mom who taught them that, you know, whatever it is. I think having a lot in common in that sense can really be helpful. So that's really interesting. I mean, also when it comes to families, like if you want to have a big family and your partner doesn't, it's kind of hard to find, you know, why are you going to stop your life desire to have like a huge family if you just met this guy who just wants to have one kid or doesn't want to have kids at all? Or if you want to get married, he doesn't want to get married. It's obviously relationships are full of compromises and you're not always going to get your way, but some core things should be on the same page. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire poll questions that we do on our Instagram. Let's get it. Is it your partner's business what you did while you were on a break? Yes or no? No. Mm -hmm. If you were cheated on in the past, should you tell your new partner or keep it to yourself? I think you can... Yes, uh, you can say that to your partner, but it doesn't really have to do anything with him. Like, It's just Mm -hmm. an experience you had in your past and... In my, you know, sometimes if you have any trust issues, he's going to know where is it coming from. But I mean, yeah, why not share? Why not share your past? Mm -hmm. Is there always a reacher and a settler in relationships? Uh, I don't think so. I think when people are, have similar interests and similar, you know, views on life, they want somebody who's in their league, let's say. Mm Mm-hmm. Would you rather your partner be better looking than you or have a better personality than you? Um, a better personality, obviously. Like I, I really don't care about physical appearance because down the line, it's you're going to be spending your time with that person. You don't really care about their looks. Yeah, it's it. He should be attractive to you, but if he, you know, he can be the hottest guy in the world, but if he treats you like shit, like <laughs> that, there's there's really. There's nothing you can do there. So yeah. Agreed. If someone told you that your partner cheated on you, would you believe them? Um, obviously, I would ask my partner first or I would ask this person to give me some kind of receipts. But I feel like it, it's kind of hard to believe friends or strangers or something. Like what's, what's their agenda? Why are they telling me this? Maybe to protect me or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like my initial thought is like, no, because I trust my partner with, like everything. But then I'm like, but if someone told me, you know, it's like where there's smoke, there's fire. But also there's a lot of cases when there's people who are just jealous of your relationship or an ex-girlfriend or mm-hmm. some people who just want to dist- I mean, I had situations in the past when I had this, um, I got like random messages that this guy cheated on me at some point. And like, I was with him in that time. So it's, it's just, people are just mean, you know, when, when you, when you don't come from that place, you don't know why would anybody lie about that? Right. But people, you can't just blindly trust everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last one. Would you rather your partner be outwardly touchy with you or only in private? Oh, super. I'm super touchy. So if, I mean, obviously not in a super public place, I'm not going to be making out, but if we're watching TV and I just always want to be holding his hand, hugging him in some kind of way. So touchiness is like the five love languages. I think it's a super important test for everybody who is dating somebody or looking to date. And like, it's just a fun quiz to see like what is important to you. So like 
words of affirmation, for example, are totally not important to me. But if he hugs me in the morning, if he kisses me before he goes to work or something, that's something that I really value. And that makes me feel loved. Yeah, me too. Physical touch is like a huge thing for me. Uh, Coco, do you have a piece of advice or a quote that has helped you throughout the years that you could leave our listeners with? I like the quote, what is meant for you will find you. Uh, A lot of times people, if their relationship didn't work out, they're just like beating themselves up and they're thinking like, why does this didn't work out? If I did something different, if I did this, if I did that, I mean, if this guy was your person, this situation that maybe was an obstacle in your life wouldn't break you apart. So like if he was, I don't even know if I believe in soulmates, but if this person was your soulmate or something, this wouldn't happen. And if he, if you're meant to be with this guy, it's going to happen somehow. I agree with that. Yeah. I just don't think you should, you shouldn't force anything. And if, if it didn't work out, like you should just look back and see what happened and what I think it's really important for people after a broken relationship or a heartbreak or something to realize what they did wrong in a relationship. People are always very quick to blame the other person. And they're like, well, he did this, he did that. But like, did you really do any work on yourself and kind of understood what you could have done different? Not right. saying better or worse, but like, just to see, because girls are crazy. Like I, I, I see what a lot of, a lot of my girlfriends, what they're doing to their boyfriends. And I mean, I give them my opinion f- once or twice, but like, if you see that that pattern of behavior is not changing, it's, it's very hard. Like some things that guys have to deal with is, is like, I mean, girls are very emotional and dramatic. So yeah, it doesn't really, yeah. Every relationship is a lesson for sure, but also guys can be crazy too. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, we're all crazy. I feel like when there's, when there's a really passionate relationship, it's, it's, it gets really wild. But you know, uh, one thing that I wanted to say when, you know, when people are like, oh, I didn't feel those crazy sparks with that guy. Like the passion was just not there. I actually feel that when you find love, it doesn't have to be so dramatic, so explosive, so like toxic past, you know, like love should be really calm. And this guy or girl should make you feel safe and at home and mm-hmm. just it doesn't have to be so 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 many problems like it this is not a love shouldn't be like a battlefield that you you know you're fighting with someone like it should be easy like yeah that's that's what a lot of girls who like are my age now they just tell me like oh, I don't feel the same spark that I felt with my high school boyfriend or something like yeah that was the first time you were falling in love but this is you should look for a partner that makes you feel more safe than so passionate. I don't know what's your, what's your opinion about that. One hundred percent. I think butterflies are a red flag because they're they come from a feeling of uneasiness. Yeah. But that the right person will make you feel safe. So, I love that, Coco. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can everybody find you and follow you on TikTok, Instagram? Everybody can follow me on Coco Butte, TikTok, Instagram. I have a YouTube. I should be more active on it, but hopefully, I will soon. <laughs> Me too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was so much fun.